Yo, Space Gang, welcome to the BK Space Show, where society meets pop culture. I am your host, the BK Space, and now I'm here with my very lovely co-host, Nova Kane, baby. Alright, Space Gang, without further ado, we're going to get into the show. Stay tuned. What's up, Space Gang? On today's episode, we have a very, very, very special guest. My beautiful sister-in-law, Miss Andrea Jones. She is an advocate for the special needs children. And we're just going to talk about a little bit of what she does and how it is to raise a child that has special needs. So, say hello to all the beautiful people out there. Thank you for having me today. I appreciate it. Of course. We've been talking about trying to get this episode for, I want to say, almost six months now. Yeah, Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was definitely the beginning of the season where you suggested it, too. Yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. So, ever since the beginning of this year, for sure. So, we're finally, finally, finally are here. Welcome to the show. Yes, glad to have you. Finally. Welcome to the BK Space yeah. Show. <laughs> like I'm glad to actually meet you now. Like I've seen you on right? like Instagram streets, but like the actual face to face. Comment section, YouTube section, comment. Yeah, yeah. Nice to meet you too, BK. <laughs> uh, I also like your hoodie. I just want to say that it's a very nice yes, hoodie. Yes, I love that hoodie. Yes, <laughs> I love the hoodie. I love the hoodie. Okay, it's so nice. It's so fresh. It's comfy. <laughs> it is comfy. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be careful now. Don't get it snatched up. You know. I don't say that. Don't don't. Yeah. Yeah, don't say yeah. yeah. Exactly. Oh, my my daughter straight up take my hoodie. See? Huh? <laughs> really? Yes. See? It gets See? on my nerves sometimes. I had to buy her her own. See? See what I mean? <laughs> All right. So we're gonna start off with just a little bit of conversation on what does it look like to have a special needs ch- child? Like, what is the day to day? on raising a special needs child? Sure, so um, I have four children, uh, 17, 10, six, and two. Um, So um, my oldest, um, she has been diagnosed with ADHD um, and the other three have been diagnosed with um, ASD, which is autism spectrum disorder. So our day is hectic. Like um, like no typical children, but it has a little flavor to it, a little spice to it. So, mm-hmm. um, a lot of times, I, I I can say for like um, last night it was really hectic here, uh, just uh, with emotions and um, sensory processing. So, um, children with autism uh, process things differently than what we say neurotypical. Um, hopefully get to a point where it's all inclusive but i don't want to jump too far ahead but um basically so certain sounds certain tastes smells like uh they react to it differently than like you and i Mm -hmm. so uh, i know like for my 10 year old for a long time toilet flushing was a big thing um it was too loud for her it would overstimulate her you know she would have meltdowns which are different than tantrums. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can get into that later too. Um, and so we had to kind of work through that um, through what we call like desensitization, where we get her acclimated to certain sounds and give her tools to kind of work through loud sounds because we can't avoid them completely. Mm-hmm. Um, but she can do things like she was wearing headphones for a while. Uh, we're at a point now where it's, it's fine. But mm-hmm. um, so on top of her getting into preteen and kind of dealing with that aspect, we have to deal with the extra aspects um, of their, um, of how they process things, um, which can be stressful. It can be exciting um, because there's never a dull moment here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never, never, never. <laughs> in this house because like my ten year old, she like whatever is up here, it's going to it's come. coming out. Wow! It, and like, there's no filter in between. <laughs> I'll um, never forget so. how I felt like I told you this story, and we I had to uh, the ten year old and six year old to go get some ice cream, and. At the time, they had to be like maybe two and six, maybe even three and seven. But this is when I first realized that she had no filter at all. She uh she sees an older gentleman walking down the street, and he's really old and like decrepit looking. And she goes, "Oh my gosh, he's so old, he's about to die." And I'm like, oh. "Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, man. whoa, wait a minute." So so like me not really as educated as I was in the ASD, how I am today. I'm like, I didn't even know what to say at that moment. Like, bro, where did I come from, girl? Like, first of all, what what do you even know about death? And like, (laughs) cause I've never heard her say anything about death before. So it's like, what are you talking about? I said, you can't say that out loud. Like watch it. And she just looked at me like, what are you talking about? I can say what I want. That's how the that's the vibe that I be getting sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> to this day. To this, to this day. day. To, to this day. day. Yes. Her her filter is still like there's so many stories of that. Especially before, <laughs> when we were riding Metro before we got a car, she would turn to people like, Why are you looking like that? <laughs> and like be in their own world, like probably like mentally preparing for work and yeah. I get to come off sad or maybe have like a stern face and she's like, Why? Mm-hmm. So, what is it? And I'm like, ma'am, please don't bother these people on their way to work. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta prepare for and then nine to five, please. Exactly. So how how do you prepare or respond to something like that? Um because I know a lot of times when our kids, because I have two kids and, you know, sometimes they just say random stuff to people and, you know, you have to become super apologetic or, you know, yeah. you know, it was just a kid thing and, you know, not to take it personal. Like, how do you process that for yourself and how do you respond, you know, after that happens? So, like, the, the difference um, with children with autism is, like, Normally, like with your kids, you can kind of explain the scenario, like the scenario with the train ride. Like if your kids had said, like, you know, why you do that? You can kind of explain to them, like, hey, this person's getting ready for the day. You know, they just want to chill. And, you know, with uh, my daughter, you really, she really doesn't understand that. Like those little nuances, like um, she doesn't understand, like, um, uh, like sarcasm. She doesn't understand, um, 
body language. I, I remember and, we had a long talk about figure of speech. Yeah, figure of speech. Mm-hmm. So she, yeah, so having those conversations is a little bit more difficult. Um, so in the beginning, um, I was always embarrassed and I was always apologizing. And, and with the meltdowns in, in public, I was always leaving places. I Honestly, I wasn't taking her a lot of places um, because at that time she wasn't even using public restrooms because again, the sensory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I sheltered yeah. a lot and it got to a point where it was like, why do I have to give up my life and not expose her because of what other people are thinking? Um, okay. Like when I adapted that mindset, you know, uh, I, you know, taking her out more, allowing her to see new places and things like that. It actually, I mean, we still get looks like if she has, you know, an episode, we still get looks. And again, I have a six-year-old and a two-year-old. Um, so, um, and they're, we're still going through that same thing with them. Um, but I feel like now I'm in a different space, like how to handle it. Um, I, you know, I really don't apologize because this is how they process. And this is how they um, I used to mm-hmm. apologize to all the time for it, but I'm like, if it, I have to allow them to feel their feelings. And I say yeah. that all the time Absolutely. to feel your feelings. Now, are there better ways mm-hmm. to handle those feelings? Absolutely. But you at, at least need to like feel how you feel and, you know, we can kind of work from that point. Um, and I, I don't really care about, about the meltdowns. And I get people all the time, especially older people, not to be like judgmental, but like telling me what I should do. Like you should go get the rod or you should, you know. That's not going to change yeah. anything. Yeah. And it's like, I I, I don't even know you, ma'am. I, <laughs> ma'am. Who are you? Who are, like They're still riding on the, the village thing, huh? I hope this isn't controversial, but I feel like that whole it takes a village thing, it's like it only comes to disciplining and never comes to positive reinforcement of children. Positive reinforcement. So it, oh, it takes a village. Wow. Yes. Okay, so everyone wants to spank my child, but nobody wants to do good things for the child. But that's, I know that's okay. another. <laughs> I, and I know, nah, but that, that was, was, no, that's that was a gym right there. That's yeah. a gym. I like that's that. Perfect. That's perfect, girl. <laughs> yeah, but I, that, that's just that's just my my two cents on that. It takes a very it's facts though. Yeah, because I it's it, facts. I like I get it. You know, discipline. But one, <clears throat> discipline has to be um a, a lot of like when we talk about discipline, and I'm kind of getting into like what I'm in school for. Like we're talking about like spanking and things like that. There's no replacement behavior. So, okay, you know, my child does something wrong. I spank them. Then what? Like, then what? teach them to do anything else. Like, if I t- if my child hits the TV and I say, don't hit that TV, and I smack her hand. Okay, so what sensory replacement? So, obviously, she likes to touch, to feel the sensory um, satisfaction of the TV. So, I need to replace that with something. You know, so she mm-hmm. touched the TV, and and that's psychology that a lot of the older generation just don't understand, especially with sensory processing. So it's just like spank the child to correct the child, and it's really not about that because you're not you're punishing the child, but you're not replacing the behavior exactly of the child to to make sure they do the right thing. 
I know that was like a tangent. I'm sorry. I get I no. You good? No, no, no. That's perfectly fine. You good, <laughs> it's man? You good. Um, and it's actually what I'm in school for, which is a lot of you know. I'm right now. I'm in school for um, getting my master's in psychology. Uh, with yes. Concentration and applied behavior analysis, and mm-hmm. a lot okay. of and okay. that's what we um, we work on. You know, children with different um, behaviors and and how to replace those behaviors with something that's more positive and we say socially acceptable but i mean really acceptable to the child and and will give you know behaviors that would give them positive input instead of negative um so yeah that's that's my box (laughs) (laughs) you are you are like exceeding my expectation i'm glad (laughs) i am 100 percent glad we have you on like for real yes yes indeed there was something i definitely wanted it wanted x next wanted to x next what does the asd look different in your 10 year old compared to the six year old compared to the two year old that's a good question so um asd is my question (laughs) asd you know um it's a spectrum so we have like high functioning to low functioning um and that's not to go on a tangent but a a lot of people especially with you know there's there's things that happen to both ends of the spectrum so like with my children they're like oh they don't look like they have autism i hate that autism look like i exactly (laughs) same people ask same people want me to spank but that's neither here nor there so, um, <laughs> um, but it, it's like ASD doesn't have a look, and but a lot of times when they say, "Oh, you have autism," they automatically assume the lower um, in the spectrum, like um, children with autism that are uh, nonverbal, um, mm. non-communicative. So um, that's not the case because we have higher functioning, which my children are the higher functioning. Um, also, uh, Aspergers. Um, that's not really a term that's used anymore um, because of the new uh, DSM-5, which is the, uh, the, the psychology Bible. <laughs> oh, so oh, like okay. uh, th- that's where all your diagnoses come from. And so um, Asperger is not a thing. It's just all umbrellaed under the uh, high functioning autism. Oh, okay, okay. Because so, you remember when uh, before? I remember. I think. The ten-year-old at the time, she had to be like four, mm-hmm. and we all were trying to figure out what was going on. Right. And you remember, I told you, I said, "Does she have Asperger's?" Right. And you was like, "I'm not sure." Yeah. And then that's when all the testing started. Yes. Mm. Yes. Because mm-hmm. um, that's the that's the main one that I'm familiar with. Yeah. And, and Asperger's and Asperger's, then like the low yeah. function. It's just that the, the mm-hmm. medical term itself is not used, especially like with diagnosing children. So like mm-hmm. for my ten year old, even though she has these signs of Asperger's, still under the umbrella of high functioning, like level two autism. Um, and so that just means like she can communicate, even though her, uh, communication again, like she doesn't understand sarcasm and figures of speech and stuff like that. She still Mm -hmm. can communicate vocally, communicate her wants and needs. Um, Okay. And And she does that very well. Yeah. 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 She's, (laughs) (laughs) she does that very well. (laughs) 
So my, my she does not play at all. <laughs> at all. <laughs> my uh, my six year old for the first like during that time where um and I, actually my two year old is experiencing this too. So my ten year old no issues with communication, but my six year old. When he was like three or four, when the language start was should start to emerge for neurotypical children, it didn't for him. So he received uh, speech therapy and um, things like that um, to to help you know help with the uh, you know vocal language. Um, we use sign language <clears throat> for a bit with him um, until that um, the the vocalization came in, and he talks a lot now. <laughs> he, a lot a is an understatement. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. Like I get so happy when he's like mm-hmm. uh, putting together three plus sentences because we kind of came Same. so far. Um, my two-year-old. Um, <clears throat> so the language really hasn't emerged as much. We don't really know what it's going to look like between the ages of three and five. But you know, because I already have all this knowledge from the ten and. Uh, five-year-old, we have what's called a ex- assisted communicate communicative technology, and basically she has like this big iPad and she uses it to talk. Oh, I think I've seen something like that. Yeah, yeah, a, a okay. lot of um, uh, children on the spectrum who are nonverbal, they kind of use it. You know, uh, she she's mastered like how to say eat. She'd be like, go. Of course. <laughs> Look, you got to eat to survive. I feel it. I'm going to learn that word right off the the hop. It's probably like the first word I learned after mom and dad. (laughs) Right. It's like that. I'm like, okay, that's that's all. Because we like to eat. We're a family that likes to eat. So (laughs) that's probably what it is. I think all of their first words was like eat or some kind of. Yeah. (laughs) Something around there. Something around there. I agree. (laughs) I agree. I will definitely agree. All of them. <laughs> oh. um, so there are some similarities between the three. So like as far as like sensory processing, um, uh, but it kind of shows up different. So like my five-year-old toilet flushing really doesn't bother him. He don't care. Um, mm. But screaming in the house, no. No, he ain't rocking for that. No, yeah, you don't like a lot of screaming, loud noises, kind of like his father, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I asked his father, I said, sensory processing, maybe we can go get that checked out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Lord>. <laughs> so, so may I ask? Um, well, there, there seems to be a lot of different terminologies and rules and words and stuff because you've thrown quite a few here just in the first few minutes oh and i'm sorry no 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 no. that's that's great but if you're if you're a new parent and you just learned that your child has been diagnosed with autism Mm -hmm. what is what is some advice you would give to them as you know to to kind of calm the fears of the the world that they have to jump into to learn about their child. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a very great question. I might get a little emotional, <laughs> but uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> so when my daughter was first diagnosed, again I had the meltdowns in public, being embarrassed with that, um, that not 
spanking, you know, just kind of getting a lot of feedback off of that. So when we got the diagnosis, um, I didn't know what autism was. I had no idea, like, mm-hmm. how it all works. So I did my own research, but I also had a lot of things in my ear. And, you know, I've had people tell me, like, oh, well, you need to pray it out of her. Like, it was like, they need to find a cure for it. Um and wow. yes you should see both of our face when you said pray it out and we was like wait a minute <laughs> it, it, it happens a lot and there's a lot of parents where you get oh you know they they feel like the autism is like satanic almost like you like it's a, you gotta do a perform an exorcism to get the autism out and that's you know, that's a black community thing they just think any mental issue is the devil yes indeed i, I know you guys already talked about the mental health great show by the way um thank but, you yeah. thank you thank you but um <laughs> but yes yeah um so i was kind of in that space i, I felt a lot of shame a lot of guilt um a, a lot of guilt because a lot of times where i'm punishing my child and it was based on the autism um something mm-hmm. that she can't control i felt a lot of guilt in that like wow i was really sending her to time out and really you know removing things that she loved and all the while like she can't help it so i felt a lot of you know a lot of guilt with that um i would say to um because this is actually like my passion in helping other parents i would say i know it's hard but don't don't listen to other people that's that's your job mm-hmm. so however mm-hmm. way you want to raise them you raise them that way. That that's just period. There's nothing wrong with autism. It is just mm-hmm. their brains are a little, you know, a little sassy. You know, it's a little, a little sassy. <laughs> it's, I like how you say that. It's fun. Like I enjoy like this different. You know, they have a different view of things, and it's yes. nothing wrong with that. And I just hope that one day we'll get to a society that's more accepting of uh, children and adults with autism so they can just live their best life um because them having to socially fit into what neurotypical people you know it's it's not really fair to them because they don't see the world like they do um yeah and, and just kind of understanding there's nothing wrong with autism your child is wonderful your child is beautiful they just see the world through a different lens and that is okay we don't all and need to okay. see the world through the same lens um, there you and, go. and how they view it is just as beautiful as how you view it so th- so that's what i would say don't feel shameful don't feel upset embarrassed um because I, I had a, a, another parent she was like um my child has a little bit of autism. Your child has autism, okay? <laughs> Ain't no little bit. <laughs> Yo. Like Isn't that a ring word? Oh, oh. Like, it's a little bit. It's a little bit of autism, right? No. That's okay. And that's, and that's okay. okay. So. That is, is okay. Absolutely. That is definitely okay. Um, What was I about to just ask? No, I think I was going to share how even being an auntie, like I did, like I said, I didn't know anything really about autism. Like, I mean, I knew 
the only thing I really knew was like the nonverbal part because that's what I saw in school. I had a cousin that was nonverbal. Um, so that was like the only thing I didn't know that it could have been a spectrum, you know. I didn't know until these beautiful children were born that it was a whole different ranges and levels and and I could treat I, I should I still can treat her the same exact way. I just have to be a little bit more patient, you know, because I even learned a lot of things with both, all three of them, I should say, well, all four of them, I should say, uh, in different ways, in different lights. Like, I'll never forget the 10-year-old when we first, when her diagnosis first came out that, you know, she had, she was on the spectrum. And um, I was sitting there asking her, like, her colors and things and just random stuff. You know how, how I do. And we all sitting around and i'm like what color what color are you and she's like brown i said what color am i she said brown i said what color is your sister she said brown i said what color is your dad she said brown and you know we're all different shades of brown but this little baby girl told me in my face it don't matter what shade you are you're brown <laughs> <laughs> she didn't say she didn't say one one person was dark she didn't say one person was light and i've had the same conversation with other children her age maybe on the spectrum not on the spectrum and then some people be like if they see lighter skin they'll say white but her brain already knew that we're of african-american descent and we're all brown and ever since that day, I haven't really been the whole, oh, light skin, dark skin thing. We're black. We're brown. <laughs> that is it. And people, people need to understand that, like you said, just because your brain works differently doesn't mean that you're an outcast or I'm not human or I'm superhuman. I just... I just feel like everyone should, honestly, if it's not your, your child or your family member, or if you can't lend a helping hand, then, then you shouldn't have, you shouldn't form an opinion. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I'm just like, I'm just learning uh, autism is on the spectrum myself. Uh, but, you know, I've been, I mean, ever since we were younger, I think it was, what, is it Carmen Electra that was doing the whole, um, the, the vaccine anti-vaccine thing back in the day about the autism still and mm -hmm. she said yeah. still <laughs> uh, really well they, they were saying if you get certain vaccines and certain combinations is it uh certain combinations i should say i just cut that whole word off anyway um it will cause different well it'll cause autism hmm. and yeah. i think a lot of people especially in my age range that is where we first learned a about autism mm -hmm. and it confused the entire generation because a sure. lot of people and even some of the older especially some of the older generations you know once they get into their once they learn something they kind of set in their ways this that's is it. True. that's it about everything so everyone has this fear about getting their children vaccinated now and what how do we combat something like that so yeah there's this whole thing where um additional mercury is put into the vaccine like for higher shelf life and that mercury is causing the autism um but uh, a lot of times like in our case it's genetic so like how do you explain that um mm -hmm. 
So right, because you have three children. Three children, yeah. Right. But my oldest is is not on the yeah. spectrum. So it's like, how did and they all have been vaccinated? So how did she bypass autism and then the other three have it? So it, it, I've been it, vaccinated. <laughs> so have I. And, right. Um, and <laughs> I got all of plenty of mercury. Um, but I, I don't want to, you know, discredit. I mean, you know, they feel how they feel um about that but i i just think that that argument really is hurtful i mean i can't speak for the um autism community but i can't imagine like hearing that argument because then like you're saying okay well what i have is not normal mm. so it, again mm-hmm. it goes back to social acceptance mm-hmm. so it's like if you it, it's almost like okay when you get these injections and you have cancer, like, you know, um, and that's something that's not normal. You know, a lot of people don't have cancer and, and, and that's, uh, uh, abnormality and children and adults with autism are not an abnormality, you know, they're Mm -hmm. not a a product of, you know, bad vaccinations. I, I mean, I just think personally, I just think that's really hurtful. Because, you know, regardless of the, the circumstances, this person, this is a human being that's here and mm-hmm. that they mm-hmm. have to live their life and um, just kind of throw it out there. Like young girls, especially black and brown girls, they are diagnosed later than boys because they mask. Just think they that we're in a society that young children especially black and brown children have to mask these sensory processing and, you know, um, and, you know, these things, because a lot of times like children with autism, they don't make eye contact and, and things like that, which are like more of the telltale signs, but they have to mask a lot of these behaviors because they're trying to be socially accepted. But when they mask, they don't get the diagnosis and the services that they need to be um, successful, especially in the education. So it really right. starts with okay. a snowball effect and really gets into now we're talking about school to prison pipeline. And like, mm-hmm. how does that look for children who have disabilities, undiagnosed disabilities? Like, okay, so these children are not getting diagnosed because they're masking because society is saying um, ch- children with autism have autism because you know, you know, that's an abnormality because the vaccines did something to them. You know, it's it's just, Mm. Mm. everything is tied together. A lot of people don't realize that. And, uh, you know, in a lot of those spaces, I'm sure some mean well, I'm sure maybe they want like better uh, shelving system, like less mercury, I get it, but you're contributing to this problem in the disability community. Because we're yes. trying to get these children diagnosed at appropriate age because non-minority children are getting diagnosed at 18 months. So they're getting oh, services. Wow. I think that's the average, 18 months to two years. Like my, wow. my daughter, um, she's two now. She got diagnosed early because I've already been through this. Already right. saw the signs, got her. But how many parents know the signs, understand the signs? Um, and some cultures, like other cultures, not making eye contact is appropriate. So they don't even think mm. that their child has autism. They think they're just being, you know, having great manners. So like, you know, the education is not there. 
um, I know I'm kind of talking in circles, but like, there's just so much to it. It is not just about vaccines. Like we have all these other moving pieces um, with undiagnosed, misdiagnosed children in black and brown communities. I think that this vaccine thing is doing more damage than good. Yes, to, to be, I will agree uh, with that. Absolutely. I agree. What made you? I, I know you. You know your your children are autistic, but what was that thing that made you want to jump into advocacy? Like, was there? Is it separate from that? Because I know there are things that happen to my children, and then there are things that I I feel strongly and passionate about. And because of my children, and because of my passion, it kind of aligned, and it makes me want to do things for that. So. For you, what was that moment where you were like, oh, this is what I'm doing? Uh, that moment, my daughter was in first grade. Um, and we were like in the process of um, the IEP. So getting the IEP for your child, they have to do um, testing. And it, it's a process. It's like a 90-day process. So within that processing time, the administration at her school, she eloped a lot. Um, she was in a large classroom. Um, she was having issues like fire drills. She was having issues with just loud noises, processing, again, that sensory processing. So she would run out of the classroom. Mm -hmm. So it was one time, I don't know what was happening, but she ran out that classroom a lot. Um, and they said that she, a teacher tried to, um, grab her and she kicked him. And so they suspended her for three days. Oh. And I was shocked because I'm like, she's in first grade. You're suspended in first she grade. She's in first grade. Um, just for the record, this school is no longer in existence. I feel sorry for yeah. the teachers. The teachers were great. I hope they found uh, other places to, you know, be their greatness. But the administration of that school was some trash. And I'll yeah. say that on record. Mm. Um, yes. And um, they were. If, if y'all need names, I, I got names. But I'm just joking. <laughs> she said, "Deal, her, and she got you." I got government name. No, no. Um, <laughs> in that moment, like I, I, for me, it was processing. You're actually suspending a first grader. We're going through this IEP process now. At the time, like under normal circumstances, if she had the IEP. She would have been protected under federal laws, the the IDEA. Um, mm -hmm. But be, um, she she was kind of protected, but the school worded it in a way they have a gray area, and the school uh. used the gray area to suspend her for three days. And I'm like, this is something she cannot help. I, I don't know why she's being suspended for three days, and they suspended her like on a Thursday. And in that moment, she was like, "Mommy, am I bad?" I, and she mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to, it was my bad. And like, I just started crying. Cause I'm like, how do I explain to this first grader that these adults are some BS? It's not you, right. it's yeah. BS administration. Um, yeah. So at that time I was like, I will never allow that to happen to you or any other child in DC again. Yeah. And um, because I know if I'm going through this, other parents are going through this. Um, and yeah, that's, that's absolutely. Where, that's where my advocacy started, like that day, that day of suspension. That day. 
um, I reached out to um, a nonprofit organization called PAVE, it's Parents Amplifying Voices in Education. Um, I've uh, been with them for since that day, um, so about four or five years now. Yeah, I was about to say for about five years. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, just really advocating for um, one, like inclusion, definitely. The children getting the services uh, that they need, um, and, and and just making just the equality because the equality is just not there, and a lot of yeah. schools in DC like that's their go to uh, is suspension. Like the suspension rate for disabled children is higher than any other group, and then we break down mm. by you know race. You know that black and brown um, numbers are higher. Um, yeah. So, so we have the black and brown numbers higher than non-minorities, and then on top of that, you have disabled black and brown children are even higher than neurotypical, um, because a lot of schools their answer they don't want to deal with the child, just suspend them for a couple of days. Um, and what is that going to help? When she when she got to um, second grade. Um, elopement was there too and i remember getting a text like if, if you don't get your daughter you know we're going to suspend her i said why don't you talk to uh me and my lawyer will be up there we can we can work it out right and all of a sudden they yeah. have solution oh oh because i'm like you're not going to threaten to suspend my child via text i i wish you would and so you know but you know by that time I was in my I wish you I still am because <laughs> <laughs> you gotta talk to them like that yeah you like, do you have to talk because uh, a lot of times um and this is just my personal bias uh, and but a lot of the teachers and things you know don't get me wrong they are great they're excellent they you know want the best and they work very hard but you do have administration in those positions that's like oh I have a degree you know, mm. DC is very degree heavy. Um, very facts. So very true. It, like you meet somebody, like, hey, what's your name? What do you do? Because they're trying not, to yeah. judge you on, yeah. you know, based on that information. So if you're not saying a, a job where you need a degree, they're like, oh, well, you, you, you southeast. Oh no. Oh, they. Oh, no. They hit them with the, the the classism a little bit there, huh? Cool. Classism is heavy, heavy and huge. Heavy. It's a huge issue. Yeah, it is. It's really a huge issue. Like I, I'm not a fan of it. Um, yeah. I hate it for me, everyone else, and it's an issue. It's an issue that needs to be reprimanded and handled because it's too much going on in the city right now. It is, and and you guys are like the much. most melting pot city in in the country. It feels like. Because I think we it, are at this point. Yeah. And it's a lot of government jobs and a lot of these government jobs, you need a certain amount of education and, and that doesn't and, take away from the people that don't have the education. And also, exactly. you don't even know my education because I shouldn't have to bring up, I'm getting my master's for you to give me the respect, respect me. I deserve. Like I shouldn't have to say that. Exactly. You respect me because I'm in your face and I'm not, exactly. I'm not disrespecting you. So don't disrespect. I'm gonna start telling people I'm a prostitute and see what they no, say. No. 
no no offense to any sex workers. No offense. No offense. It's just I want to see what are their reactions. Because I, I don't think you can say reactions. prostitution, though. You got to say sex worker now. Okay, I'll say sex worker. Um, you got to say it. It is so confusing. No, I'm going to say prostitute. A, I'm going to say that I'm is on an the umbrella corner. term now. I'm going to say I'm on the corner doing like this. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm a spicy dancer. I'm a spicy dancer. No. <laughs> I'm a spicy dancer. I knew I, I knew this is gonna get off the rails at some point. <laughs> and it was gonna be me. It's gonna be me. You ladies held on way longer than I thought. I'm feeling scared. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is this is what I'm sorry. I'm sorry. y'all y'all made it like forty minutes with with no shenanigans with none. And the shenan is good again again. <laughs> yes. We're going to get back on track because you mentioned We're going to wrap pay. it up a little bit. Yeah, yeah. we kind of have to now. We're we running out of time here. Okay. So I want to, before we, before we run away, yeah. I want to make sure that we shout out Pave's um, website, which I have pulled up here. Very beautiful site, by the way. It's, it's dcpave.org. That's D-C-P-A-V-E dot org. And it's it seems very informative. I have not gone through it. Okay. So don't, I'm just saying from the intro here, it looks really good. And all the photos are beautiful. It's all multicultural and stuff. I like this. This is a dope website. I am hating a little bit here. Who I'm did this website? Who did this website? Help me. <laughs> <laughs> I need to learn. Cause dang, that's, this is a clean website. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I didn't put them way over a little too much. Can y'all, y'all, y'all got paychecks? Cause I take, you know what? I take cashier's checks too. <laughs> what are you talking about? Getting, I'm just, getting off topic. Look at you now. <laughs> look at him. And look at him talking about yeah. y'all do paychecks. I need an I'm extra just, coin. I just need I'm an just extra joking. coin right there. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> So there is one last thing that we have to discuss. We say that we ask just about every single one of our guests that come on the show what is your top five favorite rappers of all time uh hot seat moment here i don't know if i want to do that because then it'll show how old i am <laughs> no no look okay if it, if it helps i have like uh, Ghostface, who was what basically a '90s, early 2000s rapper from mm-hmm. Tang, right? Mm-hmm. And then I also have Slit Rick, who was from 80s, the '80s. 90s. From the so, '80s, he didn't make music in the '90s, did he? Did he? I don't I know. Don't I'm sure that. he did. I know he got excommunicated from the country at some point. God damn. They just, they just, they just is like you can't be in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I not American. No. What is he Trinidadian? Wait, he from like the UK, right? Slick Rick? Is it from the UK? Because I remember a story that, about him getting... Yeah. Is that 21 Savage father? Say no. Nah, oh, <laughs> yo. Yo. Is 21 Savage from... 21 Savage? Yes, he's from the UK for real. Yes, he's from the UK for real. Oh, so the Joes have marriage. Now I want to talk about music because the music community has been... I'm trying to give her time, by the way. <laughs> okay. The reason, the music community has been going crazy. Young Thug got arrested for some stuff from their gang uh, affiliations and situations. I think he got like 60-something counts, including weapon charges and rocketeering, the RICO Act and all that good stuff. 
Okay, all that stuff. So that happened. Like, uh, 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 Kendrick Lamar just dropped an album. Oh, yeah. oh. So, okay, he, he is part of my top five. Uh, 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 all right, uh, now you can uh, say it. It sounds like you're ready. Now it sounds like you're ready. Who, who is in your top five? Yeah, of all time. Of all time. I can't even remember who are my top five of all time because mine kind of switch around every so often. Yeah, like but mine, right now, mine switch around like a lot because mm-hmm. I think that's I think that's valid though. I think uh, it can switch. I'm okay with switching top fives. Yeah, yeah same. Definitely, because um, I'm thinking of like who I rotate the most. Definitely, like newer artists, definitely be like Kendrick uh, Lamar. Um, See, I, my old school artists like I'm. I'm a huge like Buster Rhymes fan. I'm hey. a huge uh, um, fan of his. Um, it's got to be the first time somebody mentioned Buster Rhymes in yeah. their goats. Really? Yeah. On the show, at in least. The, yeah, in the top five. I, you know what? I've not heard that from anyone's top five. It was like Buster. Like he ever. deserves it. He deserves and it. He, yes. Like, okay, I'm, I'm showing my age, but like when he was out, I was like high school, college, man. I don't. Man, I know them. Part, I know them parties. Parties was lit. Was they were parties lit. They parties was lit. Oh, child, them parties. Mm-hmm. Oh, so y'all was double lit. Yeah. Man. Um, I would also have to say uh, definitely Nas. Um, I'm a huge. That's three. I'm a huge Freeway. I don't think Freeway gets. Oh. Okay. Okay. And I'm trying to think. Freeway a monster though for real. We got one more. Uh, I'm trying to think between Jada Kiss or Styles P. <laughs> ooh, ooh, that's a hard one right there. I'm picking Jada. Can I just put both I'm up. Right it's, your, it's your top five. It's your top five. So they one A and one B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so those, I mean, those are my those are my people. Like I, I love. All right, so you said Kendrick Lamar, mm-hmm. uh, Buster Rhymes, Freeway, Freeway, Jadakiss, Styles P, and who is the other person? Kendrick Buster, Kendrick Buster, uh, Styles P. Oh, that's five. Freeway. That's five. That Jada five. and Jada. Yeah, that's five. Yeah. Perfect. That's now, a solid now, top five right there for me. Now, we just literally forgot one that quick. I think we did we, forget one. We're going to get clowned. I can't play a replay that quick, y'all. I so can't. We, I can't remember who the other person you said. You said Freeway. Kendrick. Buster. Jada. I felt like she said somebody else, though. No, I think that may have been it. <laughs> I don't know. Well, it's the top that's five, five right now. That's what I was about to say. That's five. Yeah, that five is solid, sis. That That's five a solid, is solid top five. That is solid, okay? So, sure, I'm here for it. If, if you so y'all listen to... Now, I'll be like, I don't, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know any rappers now. Did y'all listen to Kendrick Lamar's new album yet? Not yet. Yes. I, I heard it's so wonderful. I'm I'm, I'm excited. I, I'm thinking it's I'm a masterpiece. It feels like a it feels like a 90s rap album to me. Like, the flow of it. Uh-huh. It feels like a 90s... Like, the music, you know, is new, you know, and it has the newer age music sound, but the flow of it feels like a 90s rap album to me. Okay, so as a person, oh, I'm sorry, what you saying? I'm saying I'm excited. I'm looking. Yeah. Um, as a person who's not like a Kendrick fan, 
it is hard for me to get into his music because I'm not a fan like that. That does not mean look, no, it was looking like say something if you want to. No, 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 that no, does I'm not I'm I'm that does not mean that I think his music I don't his music is great. His music is great. Mm-hmm. I'm it's just not it just doesn't resonate with me like that. Okay. So but the album itself, I listened to it all the way through. Didn't skip a track. I mean, I'm, I was questioning the Kodak moments, but you know, if they homies and stuff, I can't. It ain't my, it ain't my friendship. Co- Are you a Kodak is Cole? I'm a mid Cole, like early album Cole, like okay, because this this last I hear that art, this last they're one. like J Cole fans, and yeah. I'm like, I don't know why people like. If you're not a Kendrick Lamar, you're a J. Cole or vice versa. I, I don't know. What like, why you can't like both? Because I like both of them. To me, I mean, oh. yeah. energy is different, but a lot of times mm-hmm. yeah. it's the same. So I don't know why. Like, the message yeah. is, the message do be the same Basically. sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So I, Wait, uh, yeah I, he likes, he likes big crit. Uh, yeah, crit, crit is my guy. She said okay, she don't know who that is. Guy. I do know. I do know. Okay. okay. Listen. Okay. So look, crit. Mm. Ghostface, Slick Rick, Jay Z, um, I'm missing somebody. I'm missing somebody. You know, I'm a T Pain fan as well. So that's uh, Lupe, Lupe Fiasco. That's my lane over. That's my lane. Like Jay, you you anti Jay? I'm not anti Jay. I just don't think he's a goat like people. Like you know how people are like now understanding like about Michael Jordan. And it's like oh yeah, he was great. Goat status. That goat status is starting to get questioned with Michael Jordan. Dang! Not understand. the goat status question. Oh. But not to oh, I don't know if I'm... not to take away because he's cool. Like great. Am I, is this controversial? <laughs> I don't no. know. No. 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 This is controversial on this show today. It is controversial. And I am editing it out. I'm just don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. I was about to just say, don't do it. That's, oh my that's my. That's Jigga. my. Point. I, I don't want. I don't want. You know, people in the comments like because people just get riled up. And I'm yeah. listen. I was like, that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I feel like I gotta defend Jay before we end this show because Absolutely. as as a member of of the Rock fandom okay i have to i have to say i'm not saying organized i'm not saying i'm not saying jay was the best rapper of all time but jay-z is the best rapper of all time like (laughs) all everybody's favorite rapper is jay's your favorite rappers favorite favorite rapper is jay-z like Your favorite, your favorite rapper, favorite rapper. In that era that he came up in, maybe that. Yeah, I can understand it. I'm an '80s baby, so like I saw his like on the scene, and I saw how hard he was clowned, and like the rapper, yeah, the goats in there, and he was just a lamb. So it's yeah, it's like um, I I don't want to take away from his greatness, but. Like he became a goat because a lot of those people passed away, unfortunately, or like mm. other circumstances arise. So it's like, well, shoot, who do we have? Oh, we have Jay Z. He's still alive. <laughs> so it's like it, it. That's kind of. I feel like how he kind of propelled 
like it, it, his it, longevity. Yeah, it's the longevity of it, and a lot of mm-hmm. his uh, competition is no longer here for. That's true. Is it, so it's like, but isn't it, that like if Biggie? And then we're still alive. Would Jay Z still have the amount of respect from you know for his platform? Mm. But I think that's unfair to say. It's a fair. It's fair in a sense, mm. but it's kind of unfair to say as well because that's just how society works as a whole. Like, people, especially in the music industry, it I always ebbs and it. flows. It always ebbs and flows. So, who's to say Biggie and Pop and Fat Joe? Um, Big Pun. I mean, not Fat Joe. Big Pun. Yeah. Big Pun. I was about to say Big Pun. Um, <laughs> would absolutely still be on top by then because a lot of artists don't have longevity at all that's true true. uh, big big put out two two great albums Mm -hmm. would he have been able to do a third and with the way diddy plays the system probably not okay but biggie was like i don't think biggie would have been like a mace though like i i don't think he would have because you know we all know Puffy be having them terrible contracts. Yo, I don't think I, don't, I be feeling bad for his wait, artist. Wait, did y'all hear that he's starting the R and B uh label? I'm not even going. You know, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he called Tommy. You know, he did them. He did them dirty too. He did, he the did them dirty. Listen, listen. Y'all he heard Mace? Do y'all even rank Mace? Like does rank, does Mace rank at least in the in anywhere near the goat status top, conversation? Top top fifty. I would say top fifty. You got fifty people in front of Mace. Forty nine people in front he of was Mace. Great marketer <laughs> for his yes. music. Like he was very entertaining. So you have a lot of, but as far as like rapper, would I put him up against like Jada Kiss? Absolutely not. Um, yeah. but I feel like he might get murdered by Jada Kiss on the on the mic. Like, like for real. Yes. Like for real. But I mean, it's he ain't gonna say that. But I, I feel it. it's not I, a competition. I, I, I don't think like lyrically or anything. I just think he he has more charisma, <clears throat> and he's a better marketer than like Jada Kiss. So, which is why he had and he had Puffy, who's an excellent businessman. I, I do want to give him that credit. I mean, he steals from his people. I mean, that's questionable. Okay, he's an excellent uh, talker, and he will get you in the door at the right time as long as it benefits him. At least, allegedly, that's what it feels like. You're right. You got to say allegedly because I don't want Diddy to sue me. Exactly. I ain't got no money. I ain't got no sue me money, Diddy type of money. I ain't got that type of money. You will get nothing. I got a Jeep. You want that? You can have that. <laughs> you can have my laptop. <laughs> <laughs> he got the laptop. That's it. That is it. I just bought some new. I just bought some new porch furniture. It's nice. I got TV. <laughs> I got this nice cooler and this grill. Okay. Right. Hey. Hey. Look, coolers go a long way. He might need okay. to go on vacation. That's a valuable tool. That's an asset right there. That's an asset. That. It's a fact. All right, we we got to end the show. <laughs> this is this is fun. We do. Um, we do. We definitely thank you for coming on. Well, yes. I definitely enjoyed you. Thank you. You had 
You had great everything, great charisma, <laughs> great conversation. You're coming back. You came with the facts. Thank you. You're coming back. Just I'll know you're back. coming back. I'll be back. Yes. Oh, can I say one Absolutely. more thing? Absolutely. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes. Absolutely. So um, right now I am working on, um, an, uh, this is like my own solo uh, advocacy uh, project, uh, me and a couple other parents where we're talking about um, out of school time. Um, and basically that's just like before and after care summer programs right now in the um, DC area. It's just uh, a lot of uh, disabled children, children with special needs. They are not able to have access to a lot of these um, summer programs. And so they're kind of left home, you know, cause parents, they gotta work, you know what I'm saying? So right. mm -hmm. we are really advocating for that. So, um, Nice. If um, if anybody wants to support or anything, ostadvocates at gmail dot com um, to to help you know push our narrative. Uh, right now, DC Council is increasing the funding for OST out of school time, which is great because it's needed. However, we want mm -hmm. part of that money to be allocated for children with special needs and making sure these programs have appropriate services to support them. Um, just quick thing like my daughter because again with her eloping she was kicked out of a aftercare and um because they couldn't handle her they don't have the support services it's a nightmare a lot of times in a lot of those spaces how uh special needs children are treated and their parents so we just want equity across the board for things like that because special needs kids deserve to have uh, social interactions, just like no yes, indeed, they, they deserve to be in those spaces, have those same experiences, especially during the summertime with trips and stuff like that. They deserve mm -hmm. to have, you know, access to that and access to socialize with their peers. So um, we are definitely OSC advocates. You know that come help us out, please. Thanks. Yes. Yes. <laughs> absolutely. I will absolutely. be sending something. <laughs> We, we will be sending something as well as, you know, on behalf of the show, too. Yes. So. Thank you. And, you, and, oh. and you know I'll pop up at a meeting in a heartbeat. <laughs> we got, well, yeah. it ain't going to be no popping up for me. We're definitely working on some meetings in the future, so I would love to come back to talk about that. And one thing. Absolutely. One thing I, hey, BK, you're a mess. He told us it won't be no popping up for me. Yeah, that's a, that's a long <laughs> pop-up, baby. <ain't it? laughs> That's a far pop-up. <laughs> and a hot on a plane to show up for a 30 minute to right? an hour meeting. Like, no. You got the Dr. Strange joint? Man. Yeah. You the only way it's happening. You balling if you can hop on a plane to come to a 30 minute meeting. Okay. No, hold on. Don't, don't, don't say that because then, then you might. That's Jay-Z status. Hop on the plane. Yeah, that's you know, Lunch. Have lunch and come back. Okay. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah! I'm definitely speaking. Of, speaking of Jay Z status, I'm definitely taking the lunch. I'm, I'm taking not the taking lunch. it. I've decided that I will not take the lunch because what if I'm stuck with the bill? I can't afford to pay for our food. <laughs> you know what? That's right. You're right. Can we turn lunch into like a where are we having lunch like at? A, a Zoom call? Can we do a Zoom call? Are we going to Red Lobster? I could afford Red Lobster. Oh yeah, Red Lobster is fine unless you decide to bring his entourage. <laughs> Now you gotta pay for him and security. <laughs> no, thank you. Security detail. Blue Ivy ain't getting no Blue Ivy ain't getting no kids meal off me. No, no, I can't afford Blue's Blue's kid lobster. I can't. 
the lobster fries. <laughs> and you ain't getting no extra cheese biscuits. Nope. No. Uh, no. <laughs> you can't have none of them cheddar biscuits. Those my cheddar biscuits. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Can we and and a pitcher of water for the table? Okay. Pitcher of water. No, no, no lemon. I think we talk. No lemon. None. No lemon. No. Nah. <laughs> Charge you twenty five cents for some already handled lemons. Like no. <laughs> I brought my own, thank you. Because <laughs> 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 not bring your own lemons. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. All right, we definitely got in the show now. <laughs> My back hurt. <laughs> <laughs> we we are overtired now. We got in the show. Okay, okay. You say doing it. the honors this time, or, or is it me? You gotta you gotta say it so I can say it at the end. That's okay. Fine, fine. All right, space gang, <laughs> do us a favor. Head over to. <laughs> Stop laughing. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> do us a favor. And head over to www.thebkspadeshow.com. That's Space Show with a Z. Where you get all the audio, video, every episode of the show, all of that. And all some that. really cool merch like the hoodies that all three of us decided to wear at the same time. No, it wasn't planned, at least by one of us. One of us was organic. <laughs> <laughs> all three of us was organic. Don't do that. Don't do that. All right. I got this. I got this hoodie on in every episode. I'm way past organic at this point. Oh yeah, you're right. You just don't see. <laughs> yeah. See, see, when she listens to the show, she got a hoodie on. See, see. <laughs> I, love, I love your energy. Okay. <laughs> Okay, tell them what else they got to do for us. Head on over to Spotify and leave us a five-star rating. <laughs> also, head over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a written review and a five-star rating so we know which way to grow and which way to glow. Also, also, don't forget to go to our YouTube. Like, share, comment, subscribe, turn on the notification bell so you can never miss a brand new episode of the BK Space Show. I swear that's not a lot of directions. It just sounds like it's a lot, but it'll take you like no. 30 seconds. And if you go to the website, you literally could just click on everything. So there's that. Right? And it's free. And, and it's free. free. Not free, the merchandise. Free. No. <laughs> not the merchandise. Got it. We need the, the money. The clicking. The clicking. <laughs> we, we need the money from that merchandise just in case Diddy calls. Yes. <laughs> allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> We did say allegedly. You're right. All right. All right, Space Gang. Thank you, Miss Andrea Jones, for coming through. We definitely appreciate it. Thank you. Thank it. you. Thank you. Yeah. I have been the BK Space here with my very lovely co host, Nova King. Baby. All right, Space Gang. We out. <laughs>